joining Discipleship Conditioning. We always like to start the show with requests for prayer. Please email us at prayer at erratphysiology.com if you have prayer requests. My family and I would love to pray for you. Yesterday, I was thinking a little bit about this podcast and the journey that we're on. And I thought that this morning may be a good opportunity to encourage those of you that have a story. We all have a story. We've all gone through something and we have a shared human experience. And many times the things we've gone through are similar to someone else uh, and we can help that person. I mentioned previously uh, that I'd heard on another podcast that the best person you can help is the previous version of yourself. And that kind of set me back in my seat. It's very profound. I believe it. Um, And that's, that's what this podcast is here for, to share particularly my previous experience to motivate you, help you, um, motivate others, help someone else in the position maybe through you, uh, those that sort of thing. But not every experience that I have is going to mirror an experience that you've had. And so I want to encourage you that your story has value and can help someone. And some of you may not feel comfortable with starting a podcast and being on this sort of platform. And I, I get that. I understand that. Um, but your story still has value. And I want to mention that if you decide you do want to go to the level of podcast, I'll be here to support you and I'll help you with what I've learned over these last three months on what it takes to get one started and insider information. It's really not that hard. Costs a little bit of money, um, but it's really not that hard. I went into it placing a mental block that this was going to be far too difficult and I should just quit now. But as I went into it, it, I'm not a super techie person. Yes, I was a telecommunications technician for seven years, uh, but that was a long time ago. Technology has evolved tremendously since then. And uh, I, I figured it out. I figured it out. In addition to that, uh, we have a website that we host our material for the website on. We don't host the podcast there. There are some websites out there that will do both, um, but I didn't stumble across a pairing that I I liked. Um, so we went with Weebly to host our website, and full disclosure, that might be changing in the next few months. Talk about that a little bit more later as we continue to learn what is offered and what isn't offered. And then we use Captivate, uh, which is a United Kingdom-based organization for our podcast hosting. And uh, both processes, the companies made super straightforward. And if I was to do it again, granted I have the experience of clicking all the right buttons, I could take what we've done in the last three months and probably do it in a couple days. just because we have the experience now and, and we didn't before. So all that to say, uh, if you are considering that, 
Uh, if you've ever considered that and you're being held back because you don't think you're technical enough, uh, it's really not that difficult. Anybody can do it. I promise you that. So reach out to us. Uh, hello at Error at Physiology if you need any guidance, uh, if there's any way that we can serve you in anything that we've been through. And part of what we've been through is creating this podcast and creating a website and products and courses and services and all sorts of stuff. Yesterday also on the way to a strength and conditioning um, appointment that I have each Wednesday morning, uh, I decided to listen to a band that I haven't listened to in a while. And the name of the band is The Wedding. And I apologize. I, I'm not even sure that The Wedding still is a band. Um, I only have two of their albums on my phone. The one that I'm referring to today is from 2007. The other one is from 2012. The 2007 album is called Polarity, and the 2012 album is called No Direction. Polarity's been one of my favorite albums on my entire iPhone for a long period of time, and I was reminded of that yesterday. Now, those of you that know me know that I like a strange style of music for most people. Uh, my favorite genre would be progressive metal. My two favorite bands are Between the Buried and Me and August Burns Red. Most of you, if you look them up, will not be happy, <laughs> will not be pleased. Um, it's kind of funny, a little side story really quick. So my mother-in-law, her name is uh, Norma, and uh, she, I guess I'm going to give away her middle name, which she may not like, but... Um, there's a band that has the same first and middle name uh, that she has. And uh, um, I suppose I'll keep that hidden and you'll, you, you can figure that out perhaps. But anyways, there's a band with this uh, named after, um, well, it seems like it's named after her. It's not, of course, but it's got the same first name and middle name, if that makes sense. And uh, it... Uh, it's within that genre of progressive metal. And so I sent it to her or I had Amanda send it to her. I can't remember now. And, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what her reaction was, but I don't think it was good. <laughs> I don't think that she, um, she enjoyed it, but, uh, I thought it was funny that it was the same name as her and, uh, another band that I enjoy, probably one of my top 10 or 15. But, uh, anyways, um, you may or may not want to look one of those two bands, three bands up, um, because they are of a certain style. However, the wedding is not like that. The wedding is more of a typical modern rock that you would find on the radio. Very good. Everyone's very talented. But beyond that, the message in some of their songs is absolutely amazing. So if you are inspired by music, you need something that's uplifting, you need something that points you back to Jesus, and also sounds good, um, look up their album, Polarity. Again, this is the artist, The Wedding. The album is Polarity. The second song on the album is called Say Your Prayers. Just listen to the lyrics. And the fourth song on the album is called Staring at the Light. Just listen to the lyrics. You won't be disappointed. 
You will be disappointed if you look up one of my favorite bands, but you will not be disappointed if you look up this one. So, uh, anyways, our mission, who we are. We serve men who have ever felt persecuted over their God-given qualities. This is rampant in our society right now. There's a lot of men that are being persecuted. There are so many men being persecuted over their God-given qualities that uh, men have just kind of given up to a degree and just accepted it as normal uh, and accepted a reduced role in society. I think it's Pavlo's dog, uh, if I remember my Psychology 101 class correctly, where the dog is shocked but sort of locked in a cage to where it can't get away and shocked repetitively and it, it learns basically helplessness and, and there's a term that's coined after that called learned helplessness and uh, I think men are the dog uh, in this situation in this day and age there are far too many men that are fighting anymore fighting f for good not just fighting for the sake of fighting but fighting for good and standing up over their God-given qualities because they were God-given and they serve a role in our society. That role remains unfilled when men sort of have this learned helplessness. And I think far too many men are taking what is current in 2023 and they are sort of just going with the flow and not really willing to rock the boat and just accept their new role. And I believe that that is going to perpetuate and have a ripple effect throughout society. The role of man in society is one of the most important roles uh, that we have in society. And if that pillar falls down, the rest of the structure cannot be supported. The what of what we do through anecdotal experiences, ours, and scholastic truth of the Bible, the ultimate truth, we teach how God's word impacts every facet of our lives. I'm kind of surprised it's taken six podcasts to get to Proverbs, but we're going to talk about Proverbs today. Hopefully you are a big fan of everything in the Bible, but I know many who really enjoy Psalms and really enjoy Proverbs. If you like uh, short verses that are super impactful that you can marinate on, you're going to like today. The why of what we do it, we are faced with a problem of societal influence outweighing biblical influence, which leads to our succumbing of the evil tactics intended to destroy us. And I don't think that's an overstatement. Uh, I do believe that the devil is at work on earth and his demons have been instructed uh, with pure evil to oftentimes just minimally alter our experience to get us off track. I don't know about you, but for me, I'm easily distracted. And I realize that there are instances where uh, I'm being directed away from what is good because it's an easy attack. For instance, in the middle of prayer, I, I, I might be praying on something. And the next thing I know, I'm thinking about how productive I can be tomorrow or what I've got to do tomorrow or whose birthday is coming up, whatever the case is. And even though whose birthday is, it's a nice thing to recognize someone's birthday. Being productive can be a good thing. It's not inherently 
evil. Although, as the way I've described it in the previous podcast, I take it to an extreme and it becomes a bad thing. Uh, But those distractions don't always have to direct you to something that we perceive as evil. Sometimes, and this is mentioned in one of my favorite books, uh, The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis, sometimes if it's not possible to pull us away from God, sometimes just distracting us away from our intimate time with God is the best that evil can get. And so that's what evil will try for. So I can't tell you how many times, embarrassingly so, how many times that I have sat in bed at night trying to fall asleep and I'm praying and I always try to end my day with prayer. In addition to praying many times, I try to pray at least three times and that's motivation from the book of Daniel. Uh, Daniel prayed three times a day despite persecution. Um... I try to pray at least that many times. And one of the times I pray is right before I shut my eyes to, to go to bed. And uh, I embarrassingly so can't tell you how many times that I've sat there and had to restart my prayer over and over and over again. Uh, just because I'm so easily distracted on something. But in years past, I'd start a prayer be distracted, fall asleep. Or I would say a prayer, be distracted, and just sit there staring at the ceiling over the distraction on what I had to do the next day or whatever the case was. Thankfully now, um, I'm able to catch it a lot sooner. So rather than spending five minutes staring at the ceiling, thinking of something um, non-biblically related, productivity or whatever, um, now I probably get lost for about 15 to 60 seconds before I realize, okay, I'm being distracted and I reset myself and I try again. And sometimes I have to do that multiple times. Um, but it's worth, it's worth the fight and it's, it's an easier fight because I now recognize that evil tactics are about, they are there and they are intent is my destruction, my and all of our destruction. So what do we feel our answer is with this podcast? Well, through this podcast, as well as our website, we aim to serve brothers and sisters with authenticity in the midst of change ourselves through our calling and ministry as teachers. Ephesians 4.11, we're both teachers. Um, We feel called to minister in this fashion. This is a way that I feel comfortable to speak a way that I feel comfortable to share my experience and uh, for both brothers and sisters. Again, I've mentioned it previously. Um, this is going to be more directed towards men, specifically Christian men, because of who's speaking to you. Uh, but I know a number of sisters that listen to this podcast on a regular basis that reach out to me and have said that this is beneficial for them in a number of different avenues. So we certainly don't want to have this be a, what was that line from Little Rascals, the she-man woman haters? We don't want this to be a club of just one population of people. We want this to help whoever has the ears to allow it to help. I say in my purpose a lot of times that I am, uh, my purpose, my God-given purpose is to 
disseminate knowledge to seekers of knowledge. And uh, this is true of that as well, even though this isn't strength and conditioning based, anatomy and physiology based, which is where my non-biblical expertise is. Uh, I still want to provide a service to those who are seeking knowledge. We're self-sponsored, erroratphysiology.com. We have blog-style blog articles, excuse me, blog-style articles. Uh, those are up and ready to go. Most often they pair sort of as a transcript with what is said uh, on the podcast. But in addition, every once in a while, I will write a blog-style article that just stands alone also. Nonfiction books, working on a year without television. I uh, worked on it a little bit this week, but most of what we've been working on uh, has been our program design. We're working on a lacrosse and soccer program per request. And then even more than that, most of our time has been spent uh, looking at courses and working on our first two courses for the website. Uh, I shouldn't say first two courses for the website. There's already two courses on the website that direct you to Udemy. Uh, but these are the first two really robust courses called Bare Bones Anatomy and Bare Bones Physiology. Uh, I phrase them that way because we have found a route to host our own courses. Uh, I mentioned earlier that we may be switching from Weebly. Well, we found two products. One is called Kajabi and one is called Learn Worlds. And right now I'm going through the process of uh, researching the two to figure out which one is a better fit for us. Uh, it is a much higher cost per month and overall than Weebly, uh, but we believe it'll create a better experience for those that go to the website. It'll create a better experience for students and it allows us to publish courses which Weebly simply doesn't, doesn't offer. Um, it should have the ability to create a login have your library of courses that you've purchased, whether they were free or paid courses. And uh, we're, really, we're really excited about that. And uh, I'm going to spend quite a bit of time today working on bare bones anatomy and bare bones physiology. They're going to pair together, as the name would suggest, and each sort of module or chapter, if you will, is going to be the same title in both classes. But every fact we talk about, which is going to be the same in both titles, is going to be anatomically based in bare bones anatomy and physiologically based in bare bones physiology. Now, it's funny how specific I get sometimes and how caught up in the nuances. And this is, I think this is part of distraction. But if you go back to previous podcast, I said bare bone anatomy and bare bone physiology. And I literally spent a day contemplating whether I should label it as bones or bone, singular or plural. And my wife voted for plural. So since she's usually right, we'll go with that. I think it sounds good. Faith-based podcast is what you're listening to. I hope it is of service to you. Discipleship conditioning, we do have available. Uh, we'll be putting some more work into that as we switch our website hosting and create all these courses. We're going to revamp our discipleship conditioning as well. But in the meantime, we'd love to have coffee with you, even if that coffee is through a camera uh, over a Teams meeting. 
or some sort of virtual uh, meeting. If you're local, we'd love to have coffee with you here locally. Um, We feel called to disciple. We feel a lot of peace about it, and uh, we're looking forward to interacting. Locally, here in the Boise, Idaho area, we have a summer camp. Uh, You can find more information erratphysiology.com slash camps. Any of this, you can inquire further at hello at erratphysiology.com or simply visit our website, which has been mentioned numerous times. Let's get on to what matters, and that is the Bible. Today we have a short one, but a very impactful one. This is Proverbs 10, 12. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. That's Proverbs 10, 12 in the ESV translation. So let's look at our application of that. Hatred stirs up strife. For me, as I pray this morning when I woke up before this podcast, um, I I always have ideas and I have a list of what uh, I will speak to on the podcast, but prayer always supersedes that list. And today is an example of where I I didn't pull from the list. I pulled from prayer. And what was placed on my heart uh, with the greatest amount of peace in prayer was the concept of hatred and how I can speak to that because I have hated a number of people for a very long time, one person specifically, uh, but for a very long period of time. And so this all ties in with forgiveness and perhaps a good introduction to forgiveness is a little bit of a story. I don't recall the year, but I know it would have been between 2005 and 2012 because that's when I was a telecommunications technician. And if I had to guess, I'd say probably 2009, 2010. I used to do a number of trouble call install visits uh, to customers around the valley on a daily basis have no idea what else I did this day. The only thing I remember from this day is the story that I'm about to tell you. And I remember being in pain, uh, very depressed. This was a very dark period of my time. Uh, The basically one and only time I've had suicidal thoughts was during this time. Very, very unhealthy in a very dark place, which is probably why I don't remember much else from this day or even this week, month, or for that matter, just about year. And I walk into the customer's house and if I could be a fly on the wall and look down, I think it would now almost be comical, maybe not comical, but certainly very sad and obvious my demeanor. I wasn't hiding my emotions from anyone. I was mopey. I was probably vulgar at times, just not not in a good place whatsoever. And at this t- at this age, I'm probably, oh, what would I have been, 25 years old, something like that. And uh, this, this hatred stems from the age of about 11 when my parents divorced. So more of my life, 14 years at that point, had been spent in hatred than the part of my life that was spent in love. And... Uh, God bless this woman that was at, uh, that was the customer. And 
she was just so kind and probing in her questioning that it turned into like a therapy session, you know, and stories like this is why I get frustrated when people say, you can't have this podcast because you're not a therapist, you're not a counselor, you're not this, you're not that. I think that's garbage. Our experiences matter. You know, I don't have to have a traumatic experience and then go get a doctorate in counseling to be able to tell you about it. That's ridiculous. Uh, and I'm pretty sure this this woman did not have a doctorate in counseling. And she counseled me that day. And uh, I, was, I was quite resistant to it pretty much the entire time I was there. But she was persistent. And I'm so thankful for her persistence. At that time, I had zero filter. I guess that really hasn't changed much. I still have pretty much zero filter. Um, as far as my own personal experience, I definitely have a filter from what I'll say that's appropriate or what I won't say that's not appropriate, but from a sharing my past, I'll, I'll share my past with anyone in the hopes that it'll help someone. And at that time it was the, the reasoning was different. I shared my past just cause I didn't care. I was numb, but my focus wasn't on helping anybody. I was just stuck in numbness. So I told her about a bunch of awful things uh, that occurred uh, around the age of 11 and through that divorce that no child should witness with their eyes, that should hear with their ears. Um, just just traumatic, traumatic stuff. And, uh, and I've, I've alluded to that in a previous podcast. You can let your mind wander and wonder uh, what I'm speaking to a child in a drug house for nine months, the better part of a year, you can imagine what goes on in a drug house and you can let your imagine take control over what I experienced when I was 11 years old. And if you really need to know, you can reach out to me personally and I'd be happy to tell you, but I'm getting outside of the point of today. The point is to be thankful for this woman. Uh, as I had her sign the paper to conclude uh, the appointment, and I got ready to leave, she, if I remember correctly, she put her hand on my shoulder, and I don't even think if she asked if she could hug me. She just hugged me. And uh, you know that feeling, either you felt it or you felt it when you hugged someone else, that there's almost, it's just like lifelessness almost. Your arms hang straight down. You don't even have the strength to hug the person back. You're just, you're just pale. You're just numb. Uh, that was me. I, I, I don't remember hugging her back at all. But I also don't remember being like upset with her that she gave me a hug. And uh, afterwards she said, can I, can I get your address? And I don't know why I didn't think that was weird at the time. Uh, I guess it was cause I was so numb. I just said, sure. Yeah. Get, let's grab a piece of paper. Uh, and she said, well, I want to, I want to send you something. And I was like, okay, yeah, great. Whatever. Let's do that. And so I filled out, um, my address on a piece of paper. I left, thanked her for her time, left, went on to the next job, did not think about it after that. Didn't reflect that night. Um, later that week, nothing completely forgot about it. And I guess a week later, 
maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, in the mail, I get a book. And wouldn't you know, the title of the book is Forgiveness. And it has a sticky note on the front that says, Dan, thank you so much for your service in repairing my television. Something to the effect of, I should, I should have grabbed it. I still have it. I should have grabbed it and read directly from it, but I didn't. Uh, something to the effect of your story was amazing. And I think that chapter 18 best speaks to your current need. Um, I'm paraphrasing. And uh, so you would think I would open to chapter 18 and I may have to look at what the title was. Um, but that book was closed and it was put on a bookshelf. Fast forward probably about 10 years, close to 10 years, nine or 10 years probably, uh, when I'm going through a divorce, I open that book. And full disclosure, the uh, individual who gave me the book was of the Mormon faith, and the book was from a Mormon author. But it didn't matter. The, the concepts of forgiveness within the book were... And I only read that one chapter she recommended. Uh, but as I sat alone in my house, kind of at rock bottom or close to, in just eerie silence, I read that chapter. And it rang so true. And I really wish there was some way I could give that lady a, a hug back and track her down and just thank her. You know, and, and thank God for his patience because he let that book acquire dust and sit on the shelf for nine, ten years. And not just one shelf or one box I may add. I think I moved like five times during that ten year period. It was a period where I went back to college, uh, was in a number of different apartments, moved to a little town called Indian Valley. Um, moved in with my grandmother for a little while, moved into another apartment before I bought this house and sort of start uh, restarted my life. So something like five, five times, maybe even more than five times. And I, again, I don't really, my memory's not the best unless you're asking me who won the Super Bowl a specific year. Um, so I don't remember if I was unpacking a box at a new place I was in uh, or or what when I started reading it. I don't, at this moment, I don't recall, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, it sent me on a path of forgiveness and it was part of a realization in the summer of 2019 that my way doesn't work. I can't control everything. My way does not work whatsoever. And I gave it all up to God. And I said, Jesus, I'm ready to do it your way, whatever that looks like, because my way does not work at all. Um, now, looking back on, I should have said, because your way is the highest and your ways are not our ways, but I wasn't that knowledgeable yet. And even now, as I mentioned earlier, we're in the midst of our journey. We may be on the other side of some things, but we're still in the midst of our journey. And in episode 100 of this podcast, I'm going to say, Oh my gosh, you won't believe what I said in episode six. You won't believe what I said in episode two. Please don't listen to those episodes. They're awful. 
but they're serving a purpose at this moment in time for both me and hopefully you. And uh, I love the experience. I love being able to share stories like that uh, because I used to think forgiveness and my anger and my hatred towards individuals was a controlling thing and I couldn't let that control go. I had to stay angry. Zero logic in that, I realize now, and I'm not sure why I hung so dear to it. I think it probably was just the control, the having to control things, being a control freak. But what I realized in reading this chapter is, and I've heard it said outside of this book a number of different ways, something to the effect of anyone who refuses to forgive sticks themselves. Forgiveness is like when it relates to trauma, at least from my experience, someone traumatizes an innocent person. I was 11 years old. I was an innocent 11-year-old boy. And through a number of experiences, I was traumatized. It's like someone sticking you. But the weird thing about trauma is afterwards, you take the utensil that was used to to stick you, to cut you, and you hold it in your hand. And now you start to repeat the trauma to yourself long after the person's gone. And the longer it takes for us to forgive, the more we continue to repetitively stick or stab ourselves. And so for 14 years before I received the book and another nine or 10 afterwards, so what are we looking at? 23, 24 years, something like that. I held the utensil associated with my trauma and I continued to just jab myself. I used to say that the devil's job was super easy in that time. He maybe only checked on me once every six months. And oftentimes I think six months later, he'd check on me ready to attack me, ready to distract me, what ready to do whatever and realized, wow, my job is really easy. Uh, this person is worse than how I left them six months ago. I don't have to do anything. They are so tormented that they're just destroying themselves by the seams. And I don't even have to do anything anymore. That's just how it was. That's how it was. But reading that chapter alone in my house, I realized that it's time to drop the knife. My hatred towards my mother at that period of time wasn't getting back at her as if that was an appropriate thing to do. It was only hurting me. She's got her own life and own things to worry about, and she's dealing with other experiences, I'm sure. I've spoken with her less than 10 times in the last close to 30 years. And I do plan to change that. I actually am going to reach out to her and uh, have some lunch and continue this path of forgiveness that I sometimes think I'm on the other side of. But uh, And even though I've told her uh, 
that I forgive her. I told her something to the effect that if uh, Jesus died on the cross, asking the father not to judge the people that were murdering him because they didn't know what they were doing, then how can I be upset with my mom? So I'm at, I'm, at a, I'm at a level of peace that is undescribable, a peace that uh, surpasses all understanding currently, but I do think a lunch and who knows what comes after that is, is important to in person forgive her and maybe help her heal. which is a complete 360 going going from being traumatized to then wanting to help the person who traumatized you. None of that would be possible if it wasn't for the love of Jesus. Love covers all offenses. I think that story and the conclusion to it is evident of that. So I plead with you that if there is someone who's traumatized you, forgive them, or at least start that process. And I'll be honest with you, I had to fake it until I made it. In the beginning, I had to write down letters to my mom, letters that she doesn't have, that I never gave her, a series of letters, forgiving her over and over and over, and literally writing the words even when I didn't feel the words. And the majority of these letters occurred after reading that book. If you'd like that book, I'd be happy to send it to you. If you'd like a copy of it or maybe another book that'd be helpful for you, our bookshelf is full of books on the subject. I used to think that uh, when someone said, kill them with kindness, uh, the intent was revenge. So if someone said something nasty to you, especially coming out of an experience as I did when I was 11, if someone was nasty to me, oftentimes I'd be nasty back. Uh, and then the advice of many adults in my life at that point in time would say, just kill them with kindness. And so I'd be like, sweet, I'm ready to go. Go back to school and I'm ready to fight, but I'm going to fight with kindness instead of uh, of typical revenge but the the motive was still revenge and i think that there's a negative connotation in that statement kill them right kill them with kindness so i think that advice is bad advice and it it gets you off on the wrong foot to begin with because often the motive is not accurate and it's not there But now I can't, I can't adequately describe other than reading a verse from the Bible word for word, because it's never going to be said better than that. I cannot adequately describe the peace that I have in my life uh, and the peace that, again, surpasses all understanding. And it, in some ways, began with that woman sending me that book. As we conclude, I want to remind everyone that 
when a decision is to be made, I recommend that you seek prayer first, scripture second, and wise counsel third. As I mentioned at the beginning and end of every show, if you need prayer, please, please reach out to us at prayer at erroratphysiology.com. If you need wise counsel or you'd like to inquire on anything that we speak of, please reach out to hello at erroratphysiology.com. If you email the wrong email, don't worry, it ends up in the same place. That's another thing that I'd be happy to share with you, uh, how we created emails with our website at erroratphysiology.com rather than at Yahoo or at Gmail. I can share with you how we went through that experience and it was actually pretty easy. And both prayer at erroratphysiology.com and hello at at erroratphysiology.com both direct to my email at erroratphysiology.com. So they all go to the same place. Um, So if you mix them up, not a problem. Let's end with the Lord's Prayer. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen.